Hello everyone, this is going to be the fourth and final episode of Who Gets Love that I released on Crystal Clear. Okay, I have done everything that I knew how to do to bridge the gap as far as just getting more listeners for Who Gets Love, but the rest is on you guys, okay? Now usually I post the part ones of the episodes, but this time around I'm going to give you the final draft of an episode. And if you're really interested in how we arrived at the final draft, you need to venture out and find Who Gets Love on the other podcast platforms that we are available on. Um, I really think that me and BJ, you know, sit on the topics and talk about the topics that are unpopular. Not because people don't do these things is because people don't like talking about the things that they do right I think there's a lot of conversations that get glazed over because people don't want to talk about the unattractive reality of a lot of relationships okay I don't mind talking about them BJ don't mind talking about them we have our different takes and opinions and ideals but we still try to have the conversation now the conversation I'm about to pay for you today me and BJ did not agree. Okay. We tried to have the conversation anyway. So listen up and I hope you enjoy. Okay, guys, on the last conversation, the very last question I recall asking BJ is what do you do about the fear and anger right well Mm. we kind of know what you want to do about that i feel like for the most part the largest part of us wants to run wants to get you know big and puffed up we want to attack but honestly all that comes from needing safety so um the from what i recall because just to catch you guys up it's been about at least a month (laughs) maybe two since me and bj recorded but the point is When we last talked, he spoke about, you know, kind of being resistant in regards to being open to dealing with a person after betrayal, after, after cheating. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was trying to make it clear that this whole conversation that I'm trying to have in regards to pushing the button is about the person who's deciding to stay. And we understand there is going to be initial pain and anger but in my mind if we always react with our pain and our anger we're never going to have anything ever ever right because all our pain is going to make us do is recoil and all our anger is going to make us do is react and all we want is to be comfortable and you know scare off or you know deal with what is making us angry we want to either resolve it or destroy it okay so in my mind if that's what your natural state is going to do you don't need to interfere with that but you do have to challenge it once you have established something that you really want absent of this issue Everything else in you was working towards this goal of having this person in your life you find out about this and Your first response is, I'm in pain, I'm angry, I want to destroy you. 
I can't trust you. I can't deal with you. You're going to kill it. (laughs) You're going to ruin it. So that's what I was speaking to when we last talked. And I just, I don't think that's productive. Hmm. Oh, man. I guess when I, when I take, when I take my position in most things, there are certain levels or or degrees of hurt and pain that I feel like um, can be negotiated and then there's others that can't. And you you find yourself in a position of developing a tolerance for things that are not necessarily productive either. Now, for the sake of having a partner or having a relationship or love, sometimes you'll find yourself debating with yourself about your worth your respect, your um, your understanding of feeling for self in another person. You'll begin to negotiate with things that typically shouldn't be negotiable. That's just my belief. It's not a um, it's not to say that every instance that you feel a sense of hurt, because, again, there are certain degrees of hurt that will become foolish over the course of time you um you i guess resist the process but um there's just certain things i just don't feel like you should cooperate with and again it's um my feelings are more integral than anything because i don't think that love can sustain a circumstance where a person took part in making you feel lesser than. I just don't believe there's a way for you to reassure yourself that this is not the way that a person technically feels about you because they they went about that process to disrespect you in that way. And it's just something that for the life of me, I again, can't look past personally because of the way that the presentation is usually set up. You went about a, a construct or a, a planning practice to navigate around your honesty to me, your, your trust, your loyalty to me. You went about a process to, um, seek out another person. And I just don't see how we can make people or convince people to negotiate their worth for the sake of love and relationship. So that's kind of my Right. So dilemma. regardless, yeah, and, and I and I totally understand it. And, you know, for the life of me, as long as I've been alive, um, as long as I have known people, um, There are tons of things that I would tell them to leave a relationship for, only to realize that my logic, my outside looking in opinion didn't penetrate their feelings, right? So while Mm -hmm. I know from a man's perspective, because I've heard a million men at this point speak to their unwillingness to deal with a woman after she steps out on them for various reasons. But because I know of so many people, regardless of 
whether I think they're smart or whether I think they're dumb or whether I'm just baffled, I know of people who stay there. And that's why I'm having the conversation about the person who stays there. Because regardless of the outsiders that that said, why are you still there? What's wrong with you? Don't you love yourself? I've had all manner of conversation with so many people that are present with these people who betrayed their trust, who stepped out on them, right? And mm-hmm. at some point, it it wasn't on me to understand their purpose in staying. It was on me to accept their purpose or reason for staying, right? Because we're mm-hmm. not in these situations. We're not. And all I was left with was the understanding of they work too hard to let it go. They work too hard to start over. I dis- BJ, I'm right there with you. There are so many circumstances when I'm like, but he's disrespecting you. She's disrespecting you. She clearly doesn't love you. She clearly doesn't honor this work that y'all have put in. They clearly don't mm-hmm. see what you see. They clearly find you um, replaceable. They clearly don't see your value. Like, I, I have been there. I have said those words. It doesn't penetrate the person who wants to stay. And that's why I had to be like, you know what? This is not my decision to make. But as somebody who loves and supports you, I need you. I need you to talk to me. I need you to know that you have me. I need you to understand that I'm not judging you. I just disagree. Right. Mm-hmm. And that there has to be this level. And I mean, regardless of if we want to or not, that it's it's this place that you're put in. And this is this is the reason why they tell you don't talk to your friends about this type of thing, because automatic automatically there's this shutdown because now, you know, my business. Now you disagree with me and I'm going to do what I want to do. You you told me to lead this man because his character is showing me that he's not worth fighting for. However, I'm still in it. And you get to look back with your mouth dropped in dismay and I'm still going to do it. You know? And so that's mm. the conversation that I'm having right now. Because despite good reason, sound logic, I want to be here. I want to stay. How 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 to help me stay? How do I stay? How do I stay? Because I want to. That um, that also strikes me as difficult to remain supportive over a circumstance I look down on. Like I don't. I feel like just in the same instance, you say you don't really have a place and a person's purpose to stay. Um, there becomes a point as a supporter of a person where you don't serve a purpose and support either anymore. So understanding where you stand and a person's choice will make you adjust the level of support and advisory you'll give going forward. So if it, let's just say, for instance, you and I are having a conversation Mm-hmm. And you present 
uh, issue in your relationship where you say, um, I found out that my spouse was cheating. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I don't respect cheating, I'm not going to advise you to speak to me about your situation because you know where I stand. And at that point of you knowing where I stand, sometimes people will assume themselves to be the exception to where you stand based on how they feel about your relationship. So you will think like maybe I'll treat you with some sort of sympathy or some sort of uh, compassion despite where I stand. And I'm not going to be that type of friend because of how I feel about your circumstance. So I'll completely remove myself from the issue completely. I would advise you not to speak to me because we understand where I stand with that. So my support even shifts so in that situation. What I can agree with is the fact that um, I'm no longer discussing this particular topic with this particular friend. Right. This topic is off the table as it is clear where I stand and it is clear where you stand. We clearly disagree. But as far as me removing the person completely, that is not what I would define as a true friend. Um, I don't have to agree with my friends. I don't have to see eye to eye there. I have tons of friends. We don't have the same religious beliefs. Uh we see a lot of things completely different, but that doesn't mean they're not my friend. It just means these are conversations that will probably get heated. And I have cut a lot of friends off in regards to topics. There are some friends that I absolutely, we do not talk about their relationship. We don't do. No, it. that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, I'm not okay. saying that you're not, okay. you're not my friend going forward. Okay, I'm okay, saying okay. that we won't. We won't talk about that circumstance in particular because I have nothing to offer you. Right. Okay. I'm just, yeah, because sometimes it sounds like I'm not dealing with this person, period. You know? And so I I wanted to clarify that because no, I'm not cutting a person off because I disagree with their decision because that's, I'm not going to have nobody because I don't, there's nobody I 100% fully agree with on anything. Right. And I don't expect that uh, for anybody to 100 percent agree with me. So that that's where I draw the line. Like, I don't I'm, we, don't talk to me about that because I disagree. And I told you like 25 times at this point that, duh, right. right he don't want you. Right. He's he's showing you this and you keep crying and being sad about it. You keep bringing it up. He don't do nothing about it. Different. Why? Com- why, why complain about what you're going to put up with? Right. If you're not going to do anything different, what are we talking about? So let's not. Right. So that conversation. Absolutely. But it in order for me, like while I don't have to talk about it, you know how sometimes something is put on you and it makes you uneasy, even though you know that you've 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 had a conversation with the person. They are doing what they want to do, but you're still uneasy because you were involved, even though like going forward, you will not be. But the fact that you were involved in the first place, like it's just uneasy with you. And you sometimes have to find something to do with that uneasiness. You have to you have to put something on it to make you OK with the idea that this is what they're experiencing. And regardless if, if I'll ever experience that or put up with that or, you know, being her predict in that predicament, I just need to be okay to, to be a friend in general. Right. And 
that kind of that kind of strikes me as the position you would take because I'm a believer that um one of our responsibilities to each other is to ensure that our personal spaces understand the respect they must have for my partner. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I think what happens is you begin to feel a conflict because you're probably going to still have interaction with the person they may be devaluing in the moment. Mm-hmm. So that is another reason why I think my shift is so important because there's a possibility that even in just being aware or in the midst of what's going on, your personal perspective has the tendency to create the villain they'll eventually see in you because they're trying to fight for something that you don't see. And everything that you'll tell them will be the total opposite of what they're feeling. And they already know you feel that way. So they'll just, for some reason, commit to making you seem as though you're villainizing them or you're taking out some some like passive aggressive or overwhelming pressure out on them right but it's just to me not safe to do well see and that's why i feel like you have to do something with the way you feel in in regards to not having the issue exist right you you Mm -hmm. cannot you cannot be a friend and have like that that unresolved anger because you feel like they're making a mistake. You have to find something to do with that energy. You have to resolve it. You have to see the humanness in that friend. You have to see the fight in that friend. You have to kind of figure out a way to see it positive. Even though you don't, you have to see it as positive for their situation, right? You kind of have to be like, look, if you like it, I love it. You know, even though we understand that's just you kind of just wiping your hands. Hey, if you like it, I love it. If this is what you are going to put up with, if this is what you are going to fight for, I have no choice but to support it. And I'm going to do what I have to do mentally to see to to see the the reasoning behind it, the beauty and the ugly of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to because otherwise you're gonna come around here and I'm be like, child, turn around because you're dumb. I don't got, I don't want to hear nothing you have to say because everything is laced in this dumb decision, right? So you have to be the friend that you know you need to be. You have to, you have to find the good reason in that, which you find disagreeable. And then switching at that into like a personal decision or just like moving forward in that we, we, we basically built up to this conversation, whether you really realize it or not. When we talked about, um, everything we've discussed when we talked about like, uh, the, the life journeys, when we talked about the, the false realities we create for ourselves and our belief systems, when we talked about the, um, the, the handsome devil, all of, all of these things build up to this decision-making, this wrong and unsafe, right? It all Mm -hmm. builds up to this because we are always going to be faced with some level of reality we did not realize we had to be. We had to be prepared for. We had to maybe accept or reject, whether it's our own or whether it's somebody we know. Right. And there's always this this feeling of I'm just going to leave you where you stand. I'm just going to reject you. I'm just going to flee because I disagree. 
right? I'm just going to flee because that's not what I would do. I'm just going to flee because that's not me, right? And I feel like there's, we have a responsibility beyond what we would do. We have a responsibility beyond what we agree with. We have a greater responsibility. And so that's why we're having a conversation about pushing the buttons because while while this is this might be like the hardest thing most people will do even if they want to like say for instance the friend has decided they're gonna stick with this man they're gonna take the counseling route they're gonna get to the root cause of it and they're gonna both be better from this you have to understand that this is their decision and it's a hard one right it is Mm. so easy it is so easy to to have an issue and flee it is so easy, but it's harder. It becomes harder when you have to face it and deal with it and let them know, like, I hate this. This is the worst thing you could have done to me. However, beyond this feeling, there is some actual love. Beyond this feeling, there is a friend. Beyond this feeling, I see you and I'm not going to let this define you. And it's just it's a weird place to be because we're not taught these skills. These skills are not given to us. I mean, maybe if you if you if you're like a humanist and, you know, a follower of Christ in some weird way. But even then, like I told me, me and you always talk about we we love with conditions. We don't have unconditional love. We ain't got to. Right. So it's not the same, even if you want to take it that route. The point is, it's like all this hard stuff comes with actual love. And not just the BS we like to say. But I think that that's the um, that's the button that I'm trying to push is the the idea that turning the other cheek is godly. Like it's like a godly um, indictment of some sort and you stand on the belief that you're doing what you're called to do and you do that so much that when these things constantly happen you don't look at it also being assault battery that's disrespect not that, you that's know not like that's not that's not true that it it you absolutely are calling it what it is you are absolutely hurt by it you are absolutely showing them the scars that they cause you are showing them the wound from their impalement you are not pretending as if what they're doing is not harming you yeah you're turning the other cheek because it's forgiveness involved but you're not turning other the other cheek saying that oh you didn't wrong me now that's where the bullshit comes in you are absolutely going to let them know that they hurt you that they could ruin so you. So how is this? So how is this in today's world being communicated in forgiveness that you're hurt, right? You hurt me because it 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 you communicate that you're hurt, but you're willing to work past the pain and mend it by 
by mending what you actually want. It doesn't hurt if you didn't want it, BJ. If somebody messed over you that you didn't care about, you get to move on. Oh, okay, you messed up. I'm, I'm, I was out, I was headed out anyway. You know, I, I wasn't worried about you no way, right? It's what you're working for. It's the goal that you, your eyes is on the prize. Everything you want, that's what hurts when you want it. And then all of a sudden this bad thing happens and you don't want it no more. That's a lie. You still want it. You just, it hurts you. So why are we telling people that in order for them to justify wanting what they want, it has to be that person. You still want it. It just is with someone else. It no. doesn't change. No, it's, it's not saying that you can't have it with someone else. It, it's not saying that they can't leave people who hurt them. We're not saying that. We're speaking to the, the, the decision to stay. When you decide to stay, we're speaking to that. Everybody doesn't decide to stay. Everybody doesn't. And we can't make anybody. When you are, when you decide to be hurt and you move on, that's what you get to do. Nobody's judging you. That's your choice. But when you decide mm-hmm. to stay, it's nothing wrong with that either. You, you decided, right? So I'm going, I'm going to support you in your decision to stay, right? You decided. You get to decide. Everybody has a decision to make. Right. There are plenty of relationships we know not of that have been through hell and high water that we will know not of because what we see is healthy because that's what they give off. Now, we can assume that, oh, well, if it's that kind of relationship, they they, they have hell behind doors. No, they've been through some stuff. They work through that stuff and that stuff is behind them. They're actually on greener pastures. They work past it. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, everything takes hard work. Everything does take hard work, but that doesn't mean it takes abuse. It doesn't mean it takes cheating. It doesn't mean it takes like a whole bunch of garbage. I just want people to quit running first sign of trouble in relationships because all of us are jacked up in our own way. And now, even if we do not cheat with the physicality of having sex with somebody, there are ways that we cheat each other. There are all ways that we can't take nothing. You can't disappoint me. You can't do nothing wrong. You have to sit over there perfect because I told myself in my my fairy tale that my mate was going to be uh, flawless with no issues or no errors. And when I see an error, now I have a problem and we can't be together. So what I'm speaking to, we're make, we're, we're speaking of this huge blemish of cheating, but in actuality, we're speaking on getting beyond the difficulties and getting to the goal. Because the person may not necessarily be bad because of a bad action. But that doesn't make people okay. mad. That doesn't make people bad, right? It, that, that doesn't say that, okay, this person is defined as unusable. Because a lot of times, like people tell you all the time, uh, you know, we broke up, he messed up, and then he went on to get married and have a healthy relationship. And here I am over here looking like, oh, my God. And and it was their choice to leave. So so who's who's to blame, right? You left, so you didn't want to work on it. You didn't have to. Nobody's gonna make you. You left him. He messed up. He deserved to be out, but here he is. He he learned from that mistake, and now he's faithful and committed with somebody else. What are you gonna do about it, right? Now she's faithful and committed with somebody else. You decided to leave her. You could not find forgiveness in your heart. She learned her lesson. She lost something. So now she's she's on the right track, but it's not with you. Everybody gets to decide what they want to do. But when you decide to stay, where is your support? Because most people be like, girl, I don't agree with you. You dumb. I told you to leave him 25 times. Where's your support when you decide to stay, right? What does it look like? What does it feel like? This conversation is... 
is being structured the way that it is now is because I'm realizing that we are speaking from two totally different positions of button pushing. We now, we are. We are. Because you... I do. The buttons that I feel like you... I'm Correct me if I'm wrong. The buttons that I feel like you want to push are the buttons that kind of eject the people from your lives. Or, you know, you speak to like, okay, friend, I'm going to hold you accountable why would you stay somewhere where you don't want to stay? And the button pushing that I'm talking about is like, you're going to be there, but in order for it to work out, you have to talk about your pain. You have to make him speak to why he did what he did. You have to make him see the flaws and what he caused you. Like, look at my scar. Look at, look at this. Look at this wound. Look at it. You did this. We're going to talk about this every day until I'm over it. I'm triggered. We drove by the restaurant. That you took that other woman to. We we drove by the, the neighborhood that, that that dude had you in. We're going to talk about it. Every time we experience something that reminds me of wrong that you did, we're going to talk about it. I'm speaking about that button pushing because it's not easy. When people decide to stay after some turmoil in their relationships, it is hard as hell. And there's nobody to support them because everybody's going to tell them to leave. But what if you don't want to leave? I'm having that conversation. I know you can't have it. So I'm just taking your input. But I'm telling you, there's people out there that need to know, hey, this it is hard if you go do it. It ain't easy because you ain't got no support. And that that person that you want to be with, they full of guilt. They don't want to talk about it. They want it to go away. You wish it never happened, <clears throat> and they want it to go away. It's hard. But the the thing that is being lost in the conversation is that when you realize in your circumstance that there is no support for the decisions that you're making to stay with a person who is disrespectful, dishonest, or disloyal, the person that you should turn to for the support is the person that hurt you. That doesn't make me less of a friend because I don't register or comprehend the choices that you're making as a human being. Somebody has to set a standard and pushing buttons means that because you're telling me something that I don't necessarily even subscribe to, I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be the best possible friend I can be to you by telling you this is less than what you deserve. I think the argument is because you choose to stay, I have to adjust to the choice that you make in order for us to continue a relationship. You have to understand the pivoting that needs to take place for the choice you make. That's a part of accountability and being an adult. If there's no support in a decision that you're making nine times out of 10, what you're also telling me is you know that you're standing in a position by yourself you right. understand what you're choosing so why are you holding your support system well, accountable they're, they're for something that it's not okay so it's not so much of them holding their support system accountable it's the conversation that we're having helping us understand that the people who make these decisions don't really have one because nobody agrees with them it's not necessarily like honestly when the people decide to pick their spouses or their boyfriends or whomever it is that betrayed their love cheated on them they understand that you know it's gonna be a cold day in hell before somebody's gonna be like girl talk to me i want to hear it because nine out of ten they tired of hearing it girl you know he a problem 
boy, you know she a problem. I don't understand what we're doing, right? So the thing is pushing the buttons is not a conversation about your friends. Pushing the buttons is the conversation about dealing with that pain with the person who caused it. Just like you said, that is the conversation. We just went into this friend area just to give compassion because a lot of times when people think about things like this, oh, I'm not going to put myself in that position because that's just not me. And so you cut it off and you can't really talk about it. But when you think about somebody you love experiencing it, you can think about it a little bit more because you're like, well, you know what? There, there are people out there that I, I ain't going to agree with and they be doing stupid stuff that don't make sense to me. But you understand that relationship and that friendship and how you don't get to discard them because y'all disagree or because you don't uh, don't want them to do something right you don't get to discard them and in that same way I don't feel like it should be so easy for us to discard people who hurt us right that it's a bad thing that they did yes and you are going to experience the pain of that bad thing what I am saying 100% of the time just because that happens doesn't mean that relationship is over. And when you realize that you actually want to salvage the relationship, it's a hard choice. It's a hard decision. And you will forever be pushing buttons until there's true healing. Meaning you're not faced with that pain every day. Meaning you don't want to talk about it every day. Meaning you're not being triggered as much as you were at some point. Meaning you truly forgave them and you're moving on and y'all get to go to the next part of your love journey. God bless you. <laughs> you know, like, uh, made a good Lord bless you real good. Yeah, I, I feel you. Bless you real good. Cause this, to me, I feel like, especially a person like me, mm-hmm. I'm nine, ten times out of ten. I made this very clear in the very beginning what is completely unacceptable. And a lot of people are daredevils in relationships and that shit backfire. You right. you take these chances with the person that told you their troops in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, a person tells you, you know, they clingy and all of these different things. Like you got to hear people when they say what they say. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't address the elephant that appeared in the room when it was brought up or brought to the forefront, then ultimately you have to be a big enough person to accept the consequence. And sometimes the lesson is the loss. Sometimes it is. It's absolutely. You know, sometimes it is. That's the truth. That, you know, that doesn't stop being the truth. And it's and it's a hurtful thing to to be somebody's lifelong lesson. It is. It 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 can be. It absolutely can be. And I and I think like um a lot of a lot of our experiences tells us how to handle the new ones. Unfortunately, right? Um, Mm. it 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 is really true. Like if you if you've been hurt before and you try to be forgiven and you got burnt it's probably highly unlikely for you to try to be forgiving again, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's really like what has life taught you thus far? If life have, has given you like the hardest lesson where you had to be like, okay, all right, you get one chance. Whoever you are, you get one chance, one chance only. If you messed up, you messed up, 
All right. And I, I cannot extend you any lifesavers. I can't extend you any forgiveness and leeway back into my life because life has taught me when people show you who they are, believe them and don't ask no questions. Right. Mm-hmm. But if that's not your experience, right. If that's not your experience, you don't have that in the back of your mind navigating for you and telling you, hey, you can't get this person no chance. This is them showing you who they are. This is very well who they are. Believe them, move on, right? And say you didn't have that to, you know, navigate you and you gave somebody a chance and you didn't get burned. They actually saw the error in their way because you made them sit there (laughs) and see you in pain. You made them sit there and see you uncomfortable. You made them sit there and see the new trust issues that you have that you did not have before. You make them watch and monitor the insecurity that they created and they learn. You push those buttons and they learn. They want to run. They want to run, but they can't because you didn't. So it's, it's that thing. And it's okay. I think it's really okay for us to have this intersecting conversation because we, we, we have to make it clear at all times that when you mess up like that, you very well lose it all, right? You very well can. It's a, it's a possibility. And I try to tell people that as much as I can, like at, on some level, there, there has to be a decision where they make this choice and they know it's over before they do it, right? They, they, we tell ourselves at least that this is what they're thinking. It's over. There's no way she's forgiving me. There's no way he's forgiving me. And a lot of people think like that and they're like, well, if they wanted me, if they loved me, they wouldn't jeopardize it, right? But what they don't realize is a lot of these people so broken, they've been playing Russian roulette with their life and their decisions their whole entire life. <laughs> their whole, the whole time, right? The whole entire time. And it doesn't speak to them, their inability to love. It speaks to their, their knowledge on what it looks like, on what it feels like, on how you treat it. Some people just don't have the experience. And what they tell you, life, learning, living is the best experience. Doing it is the experience. Getting the opportunity to mess up, you know, not necessarily, you know, when you say mess up, it can be a wide range of mess up, right? But sometimes if you never get the opportunity to mess up and correct, you never learn the right way. I guess the position I take in the lesson learning process is that there has to be an understanding that forgiveness takes several different shapes as well. And there's a a part of forgiveness where you solely focus on trying to get what you lost back versus proving that you're actually sorry. And that's the thing that I think, even though I say like, there's no, there's no possible retention or reconciliation that can come from you disrespecting me in that way. It's what you do mm-hmm. to prove that I'm truly sorry 
that makes the difference versus you trying to get that old thing back. It's not a lot of people who are staying for the sake of love are not necessarily staying for the sake of forgiveness alone. Mm. It's understanding the potential loss in the person entirely that you are acting on. And that's not necessarily an, an apology, in my opinion. You have to do a lot of things outside right. of me being the initiative to True. prove that this is what you're actually feeling. So I mm-hmm. think that the pressure or the buttons that I'm trying to push is to apply pressure to those that want to fit a position within the purpose you have for life and love. Like you can't just be here. You can't just come and fuck up and then apologize either. Like right. that has to be that has to be stood on sometimes in order for people to grow. No, I absolutely agree. I, I 100% you know. agree. And and I have to speak to like being the actual wrongdoer, being the person clumsy with people's heart, hurting enough people to understand that that's not how you handle people's heart. You know, then taking right. heart seriously, right? And then handling them with care. But, you know, getting the grace and mercy to do so, learning how to apologize, learning what it looks like when you're truly sorry, learning the actions that you take to make sure you don't hurt people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you don't just get that from just, you know, one relationship two relationships it's it's like it's living and learning through your experiences and that's why i'm big on experiences because that's what teaches you and while and this is what i'm when i speak to finally figuring out what your love looks like when you actually love somebody how you treat them and you finally mastered and now they messing up but all you can draw on is the fact that it took you some time <laughs> to get there. It took you some time to be careful with the heart. Then, okay, maybe they hadn't had enough experiences to teach them how to treat a heart they won't. Right? So I'm going to give, I'm going to give this opportunity to see if they can figure this out and how soon they can figure it out. Right? Of course, you're not there to be no doormat. Of course, you're not there to be used and abused and mishandled, right? Of course, that's not the case. That's not the point that I'm making. But what the, the point that I'm trying to make is we all, not all, because I know there's some people who are perfect out there. I'm not one of those people, but I know there's some people who kind of have a general idea. Like, if I want you, I'm not going to mess up, right? But I feel like that's also kind of I don't know I'm not gonna label that all I know is I didn't catch it first time around I ain't catch first five times around right so like I'm just not that person that's going to take it personally when somebody does something wrong does something I don't like let's take a dramatic as mess up and cheat right I don't know if I'm saying uh this is betrayal to me specifically opposed to me saying This is their inexperience showing up. They don't know what I'm presenting to understand what they should be doing. They don't understand what this is. Like, this is my best right here. (laughs) This is the best I've come up with right here. And they don't realize that's what I'm presenting. Let me help them see this is what this is. And so if they want it, they snap too. And sometimes if you, hey, what you did right there, 
I'm going to give it to your lack of understanding, right? But if you mess up again, you're going to have to understand that I'm not staying. I'm not going to deal with it. But I know nobody's perfect. So you you get to do this right. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you do this? Are you capable? Now, you got to be honest with me because sometimes people aren't capable. Right. And they'll show you. It don't take long for them to show you their capabilities. And then that's a decision that the person has to make. Oh, they're not capable. I'm not going to waste my time. Like, I, I, no love lost. Like, I want the best for you. But you're going to have to deal with somebody on your level of capabilities. Like, I've practiced. I put some work in. My love is here now. And I'm going to need somebody to meet me there now. And and just watch and see who who can rise to the occasion and who can't. But like, I don't think it's always fair for like that first, that first huge argument to be, this is where I draw the line boundary. I'm leaving. I'm going the other way. You stay, I'll go. You know, like, I don't necessarily think that's, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's wise. And that's just, I, I don't, everybody ain't going to be me. And I don't want that for y'all, but I do, I do know that there's a lot of stuff lost in like, this idea of what it's supposed to be and it never will be you know and i it's just it hurts my heart to see people miss each other because somebody's so rigid and and somebody doesn't realize like how tightly wound somebody is because of pain right because if they went in understanding how tightly wound they were like people talk about their issues all the time there's people who will just you know pour it all out like I've been cheated on before I've been cheated on before and I hate it and I can't deal with stuff and I have trust some people will tell you up front but that doesn't mean the person that you're telling understands you know what I'm saying they don't know that that means first sign of betrayal I'm skying up because I'm too afraid to deal with that I'm too afraid of rejection I'm too afraid of not being reciprocated my love not being reciprocated I'm too afraid like they don't say that I remember we talked about in one of our conversations I don't know if it was this last uh group of conversations but we talked about being fragile right And you talked about having ownership of people that you're actually interested in and love. And if you don't love them, you're not going to take ownership of them. But we talked about people being so fragile, like anything breaks them. Anything. And, and, And at the core of this conversation, I'm referring to anything. Because BJ, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't be as big as betrayal or cheating that breaks up a lot of the relationships. It doesn't, it doesn't even amount to that. And my little girl uh, said the other day, don't easy someone's hard. Cause they're teaching them that in school. Don't easy someone's hard. Right. And that means like, it might be easy for you. And it might be hard for them, but it's not okay for you to say what they should be able to do because you can, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that's what we're experiencing every day. We sit in ourselves and in our experiences and we assume it is so simple to respect me. It is so easy to do what's right by me. And watch the other one fumble and then pack our little bag and be on our way. Mm-hmm.
Hmm. I guess I have a a little bit of adjusting to consider. I don't think I'll change. You know, I'm I've all like because I've been this person for so long, but mm-hmm. um maybe um I'm a little bit too stern on the belief that like um there has to be a line drawn when it comes to those type of things. I think that um more often than the idea of cheating being a mistake, uh cheating also changes good people. Mm-hmm. The world becomes a worser place mm-hmm. when good people are on the defensive because there's not a there's not a free flowing exchange of goodness that we can experience mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So when you just go about life believing that you can count a a well-aware decision you made as a mistake before it was even proven. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of time the person that determines that to be a mistake is the person that fucked up, not the person that had to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, so like for me, it's just so much that goes into the belief that like um, being a person that has to pivot doesn't necessarily mean that you're changing the purpose of what you choose to believe in in terms of love and relationship. Like pivoting is very much a part of a process just as much as it is to purpose yourself in the process. Like you have to be well aware of all circumstances that come with love. So um, I'm a person in the very early stages of a relationship um, would ask questions like, so how would things be if we had to break up? If, you know, if you had to just simply reduce the relationship to respecting one another and being dignified and not down talking or slandering me because you didn't necessarily agree with something I decided to do for myself that may have superseded the relationship or you having a conversation about backgrounds where a person who comes from a single parent home is looked at as selfish because they didn't have anybody to share with. But because you grew up in a house full of people you don't realize that your idea of selfish is merely your abilities to take advantage. Like there's conversations Mm -hmm. that have to be had to define what we'll believe together. But when you just decide that it's okay for you to go with your first mind, when there's two people to account for, Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to put a standard in place or you have to put some type of understanding on certain situations that are going to force a necessary change. Mm-hmm. And um, we also, you know, can agree that there is a such thing as appropriate fear. You should be scared to lose me mm-hmm. or you should be scared to lose her for what is worth or for what that person is worth. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of stuff that that fuel the belief that like everything can't be worked out or everything can't be negotiated because we won't set standards if that's the case. Right. 
and and know, I so. and I do I agree with that, BJ. Like there there should be a healthy fear of losing somebody that you really really want. But I have to speak to what I recall from when I had the, the cheating conversation initially on Crystal Clear. That was like a large group of men who came out and said that it's not about her right you know because I spoke to the woman's perspective and so the men were coming in to say a lot of the stepping out has zero to do with the woman but what I am trying to tell men today good luck convincing her that it's not about her good luck convincing her that she didn't do something wrong good luck convincing her that you didn't step out because she was lacking something good luck convincing her that you didn't do that because she wasn't good enough good luck because the reality niggas know that shit is a lie well i mean niggas know that shit is a lie no that they don't know that i'm telling you they were wholeheartedly 100 percent trying to convince that it is not about the woman right and regardless of that being the lie or the truth we are we are battling what the person believes what's easiest to believe and if you have somebody who's already dealing with self-worth issues if you have somebody who's already afraid of rejection if you have somebody who's already dealing with like a lot of insecurities good luck (laughs) trying to convince them that you doing something like that was not in direct response to them having something be wrong with them good luck because half our battles are fighting what we believe about ourselves and how other people see us half Well, God be with y'all. <laughs> Half. So that that's what I'm going to say to that. I had to speak to that in particular. Because, again, like, I'm not here to say who's lying, who's telling the truth. But what I'm here to, to shed light on the reality of where people are. And, and, half, and half of what's hard about relationships is people can't get out their head. They can't. And and that's part of the problem. So no matter how great somebody else thinks you are, if you don't see yourself as that, you're not going to be your truest self and give your fullest self in the relationship. If you if you are second guessing yourself in any way, and and that's the reality on a lot of different levels. And it's it's to me that's sad, right? Because you're going to make your mind. You're going to create these narratives. And there is nothing anyone else can do about it. So no matter how sorry they are, if they mess up or no matter what their real intentions were, because what what I realized is what I learned is like, no matter who did the wrong, right? Say, for instance, it doesn't matter, man or woman, who did the wrong. What happens is the atmosphere is prime for the wrongdoing, right? We read that book. Um, I, I what, what was it called? I can't trust you. I love you, but I don't trust you. Right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what who we saw as the the wrong person, right? The atmosphere 
was perfect for somebody to have a misunderstanding and to take it the wrong way, right? The woman might have had her reasons to see things her way. The man had his reasons to see things his see things his way, and he took actions. And whether he thought he was right and she thought he, it doesn't matter. Somebody walks away hurt. Somebody walks away misunderstood. Somebody walks away feeling like they don't have a partner. Somebody walks away feeling like they were betrayed. You understand? So it's like if we don't allow every little indiscretion to become like this huge issue that we can't see each other past right because I I really just want if if you said you love someone right let's just let's pretend we are talking about a real true relationship and there's this belief of an uh of a mistake right Say, for instance, somebody lied, right? Maybe you have a jealous friend, she lying on your man. Maybe you have a jealous friend, he lying on your girl. I don't know. Let's just make, let's just say there is a lie involved. And the people that you trust have no reason to betray you, right? And the person that you love, you don't want to believe would betray you. But if you don't get to see or look to what you experienced with that person, to figure out whether they deserve a, a conversation, a respectful conversation where y'all both get y'all point of view out. If y'all don't, if y'all don't respect each other enough to give the opportunity to talk, all is lost, right? So I think regardless of what happens, there has to be this opportunity to talk about what each other is experiencing. What do you believe happened? What were you told? What did you feel? What did you see? What did you think? Have this discussion. If there's true love involved, have a discussion about what you believed happened. It might just make you more mad. You might still have issues uh, seeing someone else's point of view, but I feel like it's worth the discussion because don't y'all say y'all love each other? This incident does not remove that love. It doesn't. And I want us to quit acting like it does. Because that's why when people do break up behind whatever they break up behind, they 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 walk into these other relationships unresolved. And they create more uh, mistrust and issues in the next relationship. So I, I'm, I'm really not, I'm not saying closure. No, I'm saying resolve (laughs) you know like have make sure what you believe is what is happening make sure that what what your mind is telling you is the case make sure that is what it is right because as soon as you you have a discussion and you talk about what you're experiencing and they can tell you no that's not at that's not it that's not it i feel like you you owe them the opportunity to tell you what it is what what is it then if I'm mistaken, what is it? If I'm wrong, what's right? So that's where I'll leave it. Because honestly, this conversation will have to be had amongst our listeners and our comments if they want to chime in and say anything. Because it is clear that me and BJ stand on opposite, opposite ends, <laughs> right? Mm. me and bj ain't gonna see eye to eye and i'm not gonna force his eye to see my eye okay 
So this is going to have to be something that has to be hashed out with the listeners in the comments and their point of view. And we welcome it. We really, really do. But like, I'm Mm. not going to spend another conversation, you know, and it's like a tug of war, you know, like I see, Mm. I see the, the, the sproutlet (laughs) in BJ's possibility, maybe one day, (laughs) but it's not, it's, it's, it's truly, it's, it's not enough for me to want to engage with. Right. Because, like, I, I go, I drive on, like, true belief, like, real possibility, not a if, a faint if. It's a faint if over there. A faint if, maybe, <laughs> by chance, perhaps, right? Mm. And, 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 I, and I go on, like, yeah, I see it, you know? Like, I, I, I can see that being an issue or that being the case. But, like, no, like, if we're on one side where he's, like, uh, strong, my standard is this, anything less is less you know so it's mm-hmm. it's just that's what it is and so i'm i will not carry this conversation on to another point because i just don't feel like it's going to get us far enough and i won't I, I i don't have anything to protect here you know so i feel like my all my only stance would be protecting my opinion and that's not fun for me so um this is going to conclude uh pushing the button because mm. yeah no because it's, it's 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 we're too separate you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we're too separate i get it yeah i get it yeah all right mm. that's an interesting conclusion but <laughs> i can respect it yeah no it, it's only to me it's only like worth having a conversation if we're if we're halfway there you know what i'm saying right 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 but it's like a hard stop for you. And and I and I agree with your reasons for it being a hard stop because honestly, there is not a guarantee that somebody will be willing to forgive you. And yeah. and they don't have to. So there's no force there. And then if you have you have this person who is on this this line of being forgiven or trying to be forgiving to somebody who's hurt them. I don't, I don't want to discourage either. I don't want to discourage the person who's like, uh, I'm done. And I don't want to discourage the person that says, oh, I want to try, you know? And I think yeah. this conversation steps on both of those toes over and over and over. <laughs> and so I can't protect them. You can't protect them. So I just, I don't, I don't want to, I just, I don't know how to navigate this conversation. And it's just 100% productive in either direction. I feel like it's going to constantly be a tug of war. All right, well, there you have it. <laughs> God be with y'all. <laughs> like I wish it was an easier way to, you know, finalize the conversation, but I totally get it. You know, I stand in a very firm position with this and again, like um I'm just a believer that, you know, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean you're going to heal from it. It doesn't necessarily mean anything is going to change. It just has to be a process or a part of the process. And like I said, I've been cheated on so much that it's like a low tolerance. So um, anybody who knows me, you're probably not going to get much out of me in a conversation like that, especially if you're in need of something 
in reference to that conversation, you're not going to get much out of me. So um, I totally understand, you know, finalizing or crystallizing the conversation where it is. So that works for me. All right, then. Okay. Well, until next time, you guys. Tune in next time to see who gets love from BJ Crystal Clear. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in finding more episodes of Who Gets Love, you may find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and many more. Thanks for listening.